0: This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 882, When Grammar Matters 9, How Modals Add Moxie to Your IELTS Exam.
1: Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score.
2: Wow, modal verbs. You may think you understand how to use these, but today you'll learn mistakes students make all the time with them. And also how you can level modal verbs up for better IELTS scores.
0: is there anything you simply have got to do this weekend? <laughs>
2: yes, I must go on more bike rides with my son. My little five-year-old son finally learned how to ride his bike. Oh, yay! And, you know, it's so exciting because I have twins, and the other five-year-old, my daughter, has been riding for almost a year. She picked it up so early and so fast, but he was really scared, and he finally has got it. And so we can all go on bike rides together. It's so fun.
0: I love it. Right now, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for these skills, right? Like um, playing more catch, riding more bikes, like all this fun stuff that we can do with our kids. Um, so guys, we are doing another episode of our grammar series today. And today it's it's super fun, you guys. Aubrey and I really thought a lot about what what's very useful stuff we could teach you guys about modal verbs. Because on the surface... You guys might be saying, I, I, I learned about modal verbs like 20 years ago. I could use should and must, but guys, like we're going to talk about some stuff that will definitely raise your score as far as using these on the IELTS exam."
2: Exactly. We have some really good advice how to use these as parallel expressions so you're not repeating yourself. We are going to show you how to add some moxie to your IELTS exam. And what does that mean, <laughs> Jessica? I feel like you have a lot of moxie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> moxie is like, moxie is a word that makes me think of like the 1920s, um, like sort of flapper girls, like prohibition, going to speakeasies and little dresses. So that's what <laughs> I get of that word moxie, guys. So it's not like everybody uses that word today, but you could totally use it on your IELTS exam. It is, it describes having a character trait that is like um, fun and willing to take risks, right? It's like a fun risk taker.
2: (laughs) Yes, I love it, which describes you perfectly. And me too as well. I'd say I've got a lot of moxie.
0: I think you got a lot of moxie, girl. Okay. That was my best impression of like a 1940s gangster.
2: gangster. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Um. So if you are wondering what you would get on your IELTS exam if you took it right now, even if test centers are closed, guys, they're going to open again. And why not start preparing and get some free resources made just for your level? So guys, go right now to allearsenglish.com slash score. Get your estimated IELTS ielts band score even if you're not gonna take ielts ever like why not just see guys um and then you'll get some awesome resources as well so okay modals now okay i never learned modals right like right you learned helping verbs Yes, they were called helping verbs um i think that's a better name don't you
2: Yeah, because it explains what these verbs do, right? They help another verb. You always see them next to another verb. So I had to look up because I saw modal, and I was wondering what where does that word come from? It's actually the adjective form of the word mood, which is kind of fascinating. And that makes sense, right? Because they do show the mood of a verb, how someone feels about a verb, ability or obligation or a level of possibility. So it makes sense to call them modal verbs, but helping verbs just seem so much more friendly.
0: Totally. It does seem very friendly. And I like making <laughs> making grammar friendly, guys. Um, okay. So today we're going to focus on some specific helping verbs, guys, um, for necessity, obligation, expectation, because a lot of speaking and writing questions are... Focus on this on IELTS. Like, think, guys, if you've been preparing for IELTS for a while, think of how many questions you've seen with the word should in there, right? It's super common.
2: Exactly right. Speaking part three, should people spend more time outdoors would be one you might hear. You see that all the time and you're tempted to answer with that same word. Yes, people should be outdoors. And you don't want to do that. Don't use the verb, the modal from the question. We are going to give you more options so that you can have more variety in the verbs you use.
0: Exactly, guys. So I want to outline real fast, guys. Like, the biggest problems that we see with students using these words. And even high-level students are making these, these same mistakes, guys. So the first most common mistake that I still hear from students all the time, not just in speaking, but also writing, just the wrong grammar, right? So after these phrases, right? Like, should must, have to, have got to, may, might, can, all these helping verbs, guys. They are followed by the bare infinitive, all right? No to verb, no ing, okay? So for example, I hear students say, let's see, let's take an example. Should people spend more time outdoors? I would hear students say uh, people should to go to the park <laughs> or people must to get to exercise or um, people can to uh, lose weight. I don't know. I hear the that mistake all the time, guys. So definitely like number one. OK, get this in your heads, guys. These helping verbs are followed by the bare infinitive, also called the base verb. Two different exactly. phrases, same thing. Yeah.
2: Right. And you will sometimes hear um, with the verb ing, like you said, if someone would say um, people must going to the right? It just doesn't work. You have to really watch the grammar. So the bare infinitive, you just say must, can, will, and then the verb without to. Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly, guys. So that is super important because Aubrey and I, we still see these mistakes, right, all the time. So that's number one, guys. Um, And then the second thing, and this isn't to do with speaking and writing, but it's really important to remind you guys of this tip. We've been talking on the show a lot lately about um, sort of getting into the mind of the test writer, right, because I'm writing all these test questions right now. Um, And this is one of the most common tricks, guys putting like, okay, so if the passage or the listening audio, if the person says may or might, right? Like she might go to the store. And then the question says, she will definitely go to the store. That does not mean the same thing. Okay. So right. here's here's my point here, guys. Like these are small words for sure, but they carry a lot of meaning. And those meanings must agree for that answer to be correct. So that is a classic trick guys, changing the helping verb in the question. So just watch out for that.
2: Yeah. And we see these, especially with true, false, not given questions yeah. and multiple choice questions. This is going to happen a lot. We often have students write into Facebook sharing a practice question, and this is often what tripped them up. Totally. They picked the wrong question because the modal verb, the helping verbs didn't match.
0: Yes, guys. So those are two like huge things that well, one, increase your grammar score immediately, and two, help you to get a lot more answers correct in reading and listening. So, oh my gosh, we are just full of wisdom today. Yeah. Um okay, so let's get in let's get into um some examples, guys. So, here is the third point that we want to drive home to you guys today. If the question says should, right? First of all, try not to repeat words from the question, right? Like we know that. We need to show our ability to pair phrase in order to get a high vocabulary score. But also, we shouldn't use the word should in our answers because it it's wishy-washy. It's not a strong opinion.
2: Yes, good point exactly. Instead, we have some great words for you. Must is a really good one. It is not wishy-washy. If you say all children must be outside running around at least twice a day, right? Details, get specific.
0: Yes, nice. Um, and exactly the same meaning. You could say have to, right? Um, and notice I don't say have to. No native pronunciation. It's a, it's an F. They have to. They have to go, um, and then a little more informal. Have got to, but then native pronunciation. I wouldn't say, "Oh, I
2: have got to go to the store." I would say,
0: "I have, I have, I have got to, I have got to go." Right? Yeah. Right.
2: We run it all together. I gotta go to the park later. Right? Yeah. You hear so few of the sounds in those words.
0: I know. Oh, we get so lazy when we talk, guys. Yes. Um, okay. So that's the next thing, guys. Don't just, like, choose one of these modal verbs like must and just say it over and over again in your answer, right? Um, children must get more exercise. They must go to the park. They must um, do push-ups, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, just a quick side note. Aubrey, does this delight you as much as it does me? Watching little kids try to do push-ups.
2: Oh my, it's like the funniest thing you'll ever see. No matter how many times you show them how to do it, oh it just looks crazy. Like they've, they, like they're only using one of their legs oh and then arms God. out here.
0: It is the fun, it's the funniest. It's so delightful. Um, okay, so that, that tangent, that's done. I wanted to mention that. Um, okay, guys. So yeah, so have got to, it is a little bit more informal for sure, but natives use that all the time, guys. So I'm going to say it's still totally acceptable in speaking part three, but not in writing task two. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. We use it a lot in speech, even when we're talking about more serious topics. But when you're writing a task, two, it just wouldn't really fit. It'd be much better to say, governments must do this or have to do You wouldn't want to add that got.
0: Exactly. Okay. So... All right, guys. So, so far, choose a modal verb that has the correct meaning, right? That is taking a strong position. Don't just say should. It's wishy-washy. It's boring. Now, the next thing, guys, to really level up the way you're using these, add adverbs, okay? So, for example, don't just say, like, children must do (laughs) push-ups, I'm just, I can't get that out of my head now. Say, um, children simply must do push-ups or absolutely have to do push-ups or totally have got to do push-ups. So just choosing one of those adverbs, which are all totally interchangeable, right? They would all have the same meaning here um, and just put that before the modal and it adds so much um, to your communication.
2: Yes, exactly. Just to have that adverb it gives you better vocabulary score. It gives you better intonation because you're going to emphasize it. You're going to say simply must. Yeah. It's, it would almost be hard to say those in a monotone. So you're increasing your score on several different levels there.
0: Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh, such gold today. Um, okay, so let's do some examples, all right? Um, I'm going to ask you first, okay? We've we've touched on this, but we'll, we'll tackle this. So a speaking part three question. Um, Aubrey, should people spend more time outdoors?
2: Absolutely. Children especially absolutely have to get outside several times a day. And adults as well simply must get out, breathe some fresh air. You'll go crazy if you're stuck inside your house too long.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, I think this is a timely um thing to note right now. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> <laughs> we we got out. We did really well yesterday. We went for uh we went for a run for a couple miles, and then we went back to the park later and played some one on one baseball. Um, so I'm I'm really trying to focus on that right now. Nice. Um, we have to go
2: early. We have to get up really early to go on bike rides because it's very hot here during the day. Oh, right. But we still go outside and swim. But we're waking up early on purpose to go on bike rides before it's too hot to be outside
0: (laughs) oh gosh oh my gosh yes where you are in arizona that temperature just adds so many more limits it's tough okay
2: um
0: all right ask ask me ask me a question now
2: (laughs) okay here's a different one is it necessary for governments to provide free school lunches
0: Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, it is it is a priority that kids uh, have to have sustenance while they are learning. Right, their brains simply cannot function if they don't have food. So, yeah, governments absolutely have to provide free school lunches for children, especially if they're in the lower income bracket. Right, like um, it should be students should have uh, equal footing at school, and if their parents cannot afford to send lunch with them, um, then uh, schools simply have to provide that. (laughs)
2: Yes, great answer. Really good point. It's been an interesting thing to see how it's worked because with schools closing, at least here in the United States, the government has still been making efforts to provide food at schools for um, those who need to come and pick it up. And it's great to see that they're trying to take care of people in need, even when, you know, certain like schools are closed and don't have that available.
0: You know what? I actually have something cool to say here because my mom is head of child nutrition for a school district in California. And her whole job now is setting up centers so um, kids can come get not just lunches, but breakfast too. She has fed. She told me the other day that um, she just topped 70,000 meals last week that she's provided free
2: to to kids. Yeah. That is awesome. It's so amazing to see what, you know, all of the essential service workers are still out there trying to stay safe and protected, but, you know, taking care of people who need the help. It's amazing to see communities rally and people who are willing to put in those kind of efforts. So let your mom know that we are all grateful for everything she's doing. I (laughs)
0: will. I will tell her. Um, And just okay, we'll finish up today, guys. I know this is kind of a longer episode, but there's so much cool stuff to talk about Um, because I'm also noticing just real fast how, um, Politics is being sort of taken out of a lot of these essential workers and like being able to provide necessities. Because I know my parents are more they're more uh, to the right than I am politically, and that's not a thing anymore, right? Like essential means essential right now. Yes. You know what I mean? Like regardless of politics, so right, anyway. it's sort of
2: breaking down barriers, definitely. Yeah. Yep. I think
0: so. I love it. Which is always I good. simply love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, just to summarize the uh, learning takeaways for today, um, these – Modal verbs, helping verbs—they do have meaning, all right. So don't let your eyes skip over them because they're small in reading and listening. And then also, don't just repeat yourself, right? No parallel expressions for these modal verbs, like the three that we talked about today. And also, um, two more things, guys. Don't make that mistake. Never put two after these modal verbs, okay? Don't do it. And no verb I and G. And then finally, really level up the way you're using them by adding expressive adverbs.
2: Yes, okay. so much good information today. That's I love this awesome. episode. Definitely come back to the blog so that you guys can get all of the sample sentences we'll have. And I'll also put practice exercises for each nice. of these grammar episodes. I put practice exercises on the blog. So come back, com slash IELTS so that you can get all of that.
0: Yes, I love it. And guys, don't forget, you at any time, guys, you can find out what you would get on IELTS if you took it right now. You need to know where you're starting, right? And get free resources just for your level. So go to allearsenglish.com slash score take a super short quiz, get your estimated band score, and then based on that band score, we will send you free resources. So allearsenglish.com slash score
2: Awesome. Thanks for recording with me today, Jessica. It was really fun.
1: Super fun. All right. Have a good day. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.